Hey, 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 everyone. This is Takora Coco O'Neill Lewis. I'm so happy to invite you and welcome you to Educators Who Create. Today is our very first episode on the podcast, so I hope that you find it to be something that is entertaining, enlightening, empowering, educating, um, all of those E's out there that we can put to describe what we're trying to bring forth with educators who create. Again, I'm Takor. Many people call me Coco as well, or Miss O'Neill, Miss Lewis, it doesn't matter. Um, but just don't call me anything other than that, okay? So um, I am here just to shine a light on the industry and education that allows teachers, educators to make their own streams of income and to grow businesses and to come outside of the classroom or choose to stay in the classroom while doing other things that increase their financial stability, give them opportunities to be creators and innovators. So one of my main goals is to motivate you to take a chance, motivate you to really, you know, step inside of your lane and occupy it and get moving. Because if you do not step inside of your lane and occupy it and get moving, then I mean, What's what's the use of those gifts, those skills, those talents that you have as an educator? Because we know as teachers, we learn a lot of skills on the job that we are never taught when we're going, you know, to school to get our degrees, whether you have you know, a two-year degree, a four-year degree, um, a fifth-year degree, if you have a master's degree, a doctorate degree, if you are a preschool teacher that has a CDA or a one-year diploma or a two-year associate's degree, regardless of what your credentials are, there are a lot of things that we do not learn when we're getting trained. And I have to be very real and open. I teach college in early childhood education, right? So because I know there was a lot of things that I learned in the field once I left school, I try to make sure I bring those things into the classroom so that teachers are fully prepared and they know about real life situations that will occur, you know, while they're working in the classrooms, while they're working at these schools, whether it's a preschool, a private school, or elementary school. There are some things that you you just don't know until you start, right? So no matter how prepared you feel that you are prepared, you will be surprised and you will gain some additional skills, um, some additional, I say power tools, you know, um, every Every mechanic, every technician has their own tools. And so as a teacher, we are, you know, technicians of education. We have our own tools. And in our tool bag, we come in with some tools, right? Because naturally, we wanted to become teachers for a reason. There was some some gifts and some characteristics about ourselves that made us, made us want to choose this particular field. And then when we go and we get, you know, our professional training... 
at whatever level it may be then you know we gain some additional tools that go into our tool bag as teachers but while we are there we gain some more some things that we never thought you know would become a part of our tool bag we gain those skills because we get that on the job training and one of the things that i want to highlight on educators who create is that this podcast what i do is for teachers for teachers and i always highlight advocate for teachers in every part of the industry listen child care preschool teachers are not babysitters they are not low paid nannies many of them get paid lower than you know your average babysitter or nanny they are educators and I advocate for them. I rock with them all day long. Why? Because I've always been an advocate for the preschool teacher, the early learning teacher, because I started my career as a pre-K lead teacher. And so, and I've had so many advanced opportunities to come from starting in that particular position. And not only did I start in the position because, oh, you know, um, that's what was available. No, I chose to work. I've always wanted to work with children in pre-K or kindergarten. And when I was in the classroom, those were the groups, those were the grades that I worked with. And then, you know, throughout my career, I worked in ESL teaching children from preschool to fifth grade, um, English as a second language. And my career has moved in different directions. I teach adults. I teach college students. So I've always been an advocate for early childhood education. As a matter of fact, I'm a college instructor for early childhood education. So I'm an advocate for this. They are not babysitters. And so, and one of the things is we have to change the viewpoint of stakeholders and community and parents when it comes to looking at the childcare preschool teacher. But we also have to change the professional's mindset and how they view themselves and their professionalism too. And I say this because I have to be honest, as a director for the last 20 years, working in private school, preschools, I know that professionalism can be a challenge because you have to behave like a professional, look like a professional to be treated as a professional. You know, early childhood educators do so much they do so much to help the children through their ages and stages of development, to help them with their growth and to reach their milestones. They are setting the way in the foundation. But I have seen in some areas where the lack of professionalism was there. So it's kind of like, oh, of course they think that you're just, you know, watching kids or babysitting their kids while they're at work because people tend to look at the aesthetic they pretend they you know they tend to look at the aesthetic they tend to look at um you know how you present yourself and so i have seen many cases where there was a lack of presentation you know and so we have to increase our lack of professional we have to increase 
um, our lack of professional presentation to be higher than what it is in that particular industry as well. I'm an advocate for preschool teachers. And so in my career as a director, I've always trained and taught professionalism. I've always trained and taught advancing your skills and your knowledge in this area to grow forward, to have upward mobility. I've sent teachers back to school. I've bought laptops for teachers just so that they can go back to school, whether it was online without having any excuses. You know, I've done a lot to support and advocate for early childhood educators in the preschool child care industry uh, because I'm so passionate about it. I really wanted to become an education um, educator and work with children at those foundational skills. It's just something by about seeing that blossom, seeing that bloom and knowing that you had the first part in that child learning to tie their shoes or that child learning, you know, how to hold a pencil or to write their name for the first time or to spell a word or to learn their alphabetic sound or to begin to read. So that first was always appealing to me. I just wanted to see that blossom, right? And have a hand in that. And so I'm always advocating for early childhood educators to really understand your role and to be professional and to, you know, present a better level of professionalism, present a better level of image in the field as well. And then I'm also advocating that parents, community, stakeholders recognize the value of these early childhood professionals in their children's lives because without this teacher coexisting with you, mom or dad or aunt or uncle, whomever is in the position as guardian, without these teachers coexisting with you and working with you collaboratively, that child may not be at the place that they're at today. They may have a harder time getting there. You know, some parents are so super, super busy and they really don't have time to work on skills and things at home with their children. So when you send your child into a three-year-old, four-year-old classroom or two-year-old classroom and that teacher is working with that child on things that they've identified that that child cannot do, thank them advocate for them, support them. So I want to highlight that educators who create is all about teachers, advocating for teachers, educators who create, we're talking about educators who create opportunities, lifestyle, change, community, advocacy, business, multiple streams of income, generational wealth, Educators who create goes to so many different vast levels. And I want, as we move on, to be able to talk about all of these different things and not only just to push an agenda of professional development, but I think when we, well, let me take that back because professional development means that you have to develop in a lot of different areas. That's what makes you you know, that's what make you smart or expert in your field is when you develop in a lot of different areas. That's how you advance in your field because your language is different. Your your vision is different. You're innovator. You're creative because you've professionally developed yourself in so many different areas. So professional development is very important in your field of expertise. And this is the way that opportunities are open for you. This is the way that you're able to create vision and you're able to create change and you're able to create, you know, um, 
advocacy for children and families. You're able to create systems that strengthen family involvement. Whatever it is that you're doing as an educator, professional development is first and foremost the center of all of that. It is the center. It is the center of all of that and very, very important. So I hope that as you all are tuning in every single week, that you really enjoy what we are bringing on Educators Who Create. I hope to be able to bring some other leaders, those who are in education, to talk to you about what they've done, how they've overcome, how they've grown, how they became, you know, innovators, visionary creators, business owners, to talk to you about other streams of income and education. Because look, education is more than just the classroom. There's so many things that you can do in this industry. Let me just name a few. And I usually talk about myself and what I do because, again, if you know my motto, it is if I know it, I can grow it, right? So the flip side of that is if I don't know it, I can't grow it. So I talk about what I know about and what I've grown and what has carried me and what has built my wealth and what has sustained my family I have had a hard time in education, though, on the outside looking in, it seems like I've had a great career. I've always been in leadership roles. I've always been promoted. But even in that, I've always felt held back, restrained, right? And it wasn't until I stepped outside of some of those roles and began to create my own that I felt the freedom to be innovative the freedom to be truly who I am as an educator. So this is something that is very, very important for me. In my company, which is KSL Professional Development Institute, we offer Teachers Training Academy, which is a training portal for teachers. In our training portal for teachers, we started as a child care preschool training organization where our courses and our trainings were just for child care preschool organizations, right? However, we have opened that opportunity to work with child care preschool teachers and other educators who want to start businesses, who want other streams of income. So I have a program that is called Teacher to Leadership. And so to going from teacher to leadership is about learning those leadership skills. We have a lot of preschool child care teachers that want to advance in a career, but they feel held back. They don't have the opportunities to cross train. They don't know where to really go to get the professional development. They're not they're not trainings. There are no training, excuse me, about becoming a director, becoming an educational coordinator. But we offer those trainings at um, KSL Teachers Training Academy. So you may hear me sometimes say Teachers Training Academy. It's the same thing, same company. Teachers Training Academy is our training academy, our portal. But KSL Professional Development Institute is our LLC, our company. So it's one and the same. Um, so TTA, Teachers Training Academy, we have so many training courses. We have a training course on career advancement 
If you're feeling burned out, learn how, what is it that you need in order to grow into other positions? What do these positions do? So we are teaching you what the role of these people in these particular positions do and what skills it takes to do that and how to create a developmental plan to do that. Okay. And so in our teachers to training leadership program, teachers to leadership program, um, we are talking about mindset. We're talking about being solution focused. We're talking about leadership skills that you need. And then once you finish that training, you're able to to choose a um, door that you want to walk in, whether you want to learn about multiple streams of income as an educator or whether you want to learn about specific businesses as an educator. So I mentioned that I was going to talk about a little bit about a couple of the things that I've done. Now, I started off as a pre-K teacher. I told you that. Um, within my second year, school year of being a pre-K teacher, I was promoted three times in six months, three times. I can't talk today. Three times in six months, which led me to my last position, which was a director. OK, so in the preschool child care industry, the highest you're going to go after director is usually is going to be ownership. Right. After director and depending on the program, you have some really big corporate programs where after director, you could probably become president of the company and those kind of things. Those are if you're with those big corporate style companies. But if you're in, you know, um, private, independently owned um, preschools or child care centers, the highest you're going to go past the director seat is the owner. So. After getting promoted three times within six months, I became the director. I could not go any higher than that in that particular um, side of education in the preschool industry, other than becoming a college instructor. So I would put that there because that is higher education. Um, that is being an expert in your field. You really have to know the industry, any industry, any um any area in order to be a college instructor, you have to be considered an expert in that field. That's your expertise. And so I have, by the grace of God, managed to become a college instructor. So, but inside um, the preschool field, inside the child care center, inside the private preschool, private kindergarten, the highest you are going to go is that director or that headmaster or that manager, whatever they call it, um, because there's different aims for it at different schools. So that's the highest you're going to go without ownership, right? And so even though you can be in the director seat like I've been ever since I got that first promotion, I've been in the leadership role. Even though you could be in that role, you can still feel held back and restrained because, again, there's an owner. There may be board members, um, other stakeholders. So there's always you feel sometimes I did felt sometimes like a puppet. And that's not my my idea. That's not my mindset. And I will always kind of be it would it would kind of be kind of like um I was going against the grain a lot of times because, you know, my mindset and my thinking was so different from the organizations that I was managing. 
So, you know, when you feel restrained, when you feel like a puppet and you feel like you have to fight for your ideas to come alive or you you have all this innovation and this creativity and they want it, but then you feel like they're using your creativity and your innovation and your ideas to grow their agenda to fats in their pocket. But when you, you know, that thing that you're really, really passionate about, not just what you're really, really good at, but that thing that you're really, really passionate about, you feel like someone puts their foot on your neck and say, oh, well, not right now, or we'll consider it. Or, you know, so I kind of got tired of that. It's like, okay, I'm in this role. I'm the head of the team here. I, you know, which is a great thing, but then I take a lot of heat too, because when you're in that position, a lot of times, you know, when you're in any managerial um, role, many people don't like you just because you have the title. It doesn't matter what you say and what you do. They just don't like you because of the title. And, you know, I'm the, I have the personality that, that doesn't make or break me, but I'm all for helping people advance and grow. So, and because of that, there would be a struggle sometimes, you know, when you feel that your innovation and your creativity is being stifled because there's a power struggle. You can be hired into these roles to do, to do these jobs, but when you exceed and you do things with a great quality and essence, sometimes those who don't really know the field, don't really know what they're doing. That's why they hired you. But there could be a power struggle where they always want to remind you that, you know, you were hired as the director. And you would think because you're putting so much into it, you're giving it your all, you're, you're taking them from bankruptcy to six-figure income and more companies that they would be appreciative and acknowledge your gifts, your talents and what you put into it. So I kind of felt like always an agitation in my role. It's like people be people are intimidated by you sometimes when they see that you know your stuff where you are independent, but you're interdependent because you're working apart in a community, but you're independent in what you know, you really don't need a lot of hand holding. And sometimes in these private preschools, I, I encountered that. So it wasn't until I stepped outside on my own and began to just do, you know, work from home, create my multiple streams of income in education and open up other doors where I can use my gifts and my talents to cultivate generational wealth and to build businesses that I felt like, yes, I am at the point where I've always wanted to be. Because not every leader wants to be an owner and not every teacher wants to be an owner. Some people love being in leadership roles where they're not the owner, where they can manage things, but there's the other responsibility falls on the owner. Some people don't want to come outside of the classroom and be in the leadership role because you have more responsibilities. So I understand it and I respect everyone for where they're at. I was always one of those educators that wanted to go into educational leadership. And then once I got into educational leadership and began to feel the vibe and the suppression a lot of times in my position, because I worked in the private industry, which means a lot of these schools are independently owned. And many of them were independently owned by people who don't know early childhood education. They just don't know it. But when they begin to see that your name is the one that is being called and you are the one that people are congratulating 
city and they own this school that's kind of like they have you know it rubs them the wrong way and there's this power struggle there's this you know demand to be seen as oh it's mine it's mine and so I experienced that too and I'm like okay but I'm benefiting you you know and so once I got into leadership I really always felt the urge for ownership but I really wanted to work within the industry because I haven't I have a love for young children, teaching them, but I also wanted to help early learning professionals be more professional and be seen as professionals, you know? So as I said, I've I've sent teachers to school, go back to school, get your bachelor's degree if they only had an associate's, go get your master's. What is it that you want to do after this? Do you want to advance into a director position? Would you like to own your own school one day? Would you like to be a college instructor? These are the conversations that I used to have with my staff and I have with my college students now. These are the conversations that I have within my program, my teacher to leadership program, because I feel like we should be moving and thriving towards something else, something more and not becoming complacent. So I had times where I guess I rubbed owners wrong because they didn't have to hold my hand or I was all about getting it done. And I used, you know, it used to baffle me that I'm like, I'm respectful. You know, I do my job with excellence. I've taken these people from bankruptcy to, you know, millions of dollars or at least six figures. What is their problem? So I was like, yeah, it's just, this is just, I need to step outside of this, but I want to stay in education. So to do that, I created a virtual preschool program. I started working on a platform that allows independent teachers and I start creating courses for homeschool students. I begin to create products, create my own educational resources. I you know, begin to write children books, the books that the children's stories that teacher made stories that I was just making up in pre-K. I put those into best-selling children books. And so I begin to make children workbooks and these kind of things. For me, it was teaching but in a different way. For me, it was being my creative self, my innovative self. And I was doing that outside of the classroom. So I've never left education. I teach adults English as a second language. So I start working with business professionals in other countries to help them with their skills. So I still get to teach. And then I started teaching college in early childhood education part-time, right? And I still get to work with teachers because there's future teachers in, in this um in the college programs that were first time going to school to get their degree. And then there's, there's teachers who's been in the field that are returning to get a higher education. And then in my preschool program, I employ teachers. So I still get to work with teachers and still get to encourage and still get to motivate and empower and still get to lead. But on my own terms, 
I'm an educator on my own terms. So in this educators who create, we're going to talk about different multiple streams of income. We're going to talk about creating your own business. We're going to talk about amplifying your own vision, being your innovative, creative self. You may not want to leave the environment that you're in, and that's fine. Every environment isn't bad. I've also been a director in environments that were wonderful, you know, and then I've been in a director in environments that were just like, wow, I really need to get out of here because you do not value and appreciate what I'm bringing to the table. And so, you know, there's the good and there's the bad, but maybe you just want to know how to have an additional, in a you know, additional stream of income because $15 an hour isn't enough for you. Maybe you want an additional income because $10 an hour isn't enough for you. Maybe you want an additional income, you know, because you you have plans. Maybe you want an additional income because $40,000 a year or $50,000 a year isn't enough for you. Maybe you want to start your own business in education. Maybe you have other ideas that you know in your environment, they're not going to come forth. And so with my teacher to leadership program and with this podcast, we are going to be developing you in those areas. We're going to be talking about all of those things, hopefully to empower you and, you know, strengthen you to, to open up your mind, to dream big and to actually conquer those dreams, to take hold of those dreams. So yeah, that's what we're all about. And I'm so excited about it. So I want to thank you once again, we're going to end our segment for today. But thank you for tuning in to Educators Who Create. We, I just wanted to give you a feel of what I will be doing for this show and what I'm bringing to the table. So stay tuned for our next episode. Make sure that you are following us and check us out every single week. Bye.